Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our Maris podcast series, Journeying Towards Freedom. My name is Ryan Gatto, and today we have the great pleasure of sitting down with Danielle Lynch. Danielle is a familiar person amongst Mara circles, and she's worked in several Mara schools throughout the country, ranging from far north Queensland there in Cairns, right down south in sunny Victoria. So Danielle, thanks for being with us today. It's really great to have you join us. Thank you. It's a privilege to join you. Well, Danielle, just to begin, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and of your Marist experience here in Australia? Sure. My first introduction to all things Marist was in 2015 when I moved from England to sunny Cairns, far sunnier than sunny Victoria, and I was teaching at St Augustine's College. And that was really my first encounter with Marist spirituality, and it really spoke to me on so many levels, but I think what was the most powerful was the witness of some of the staff, particularly that I that I seen there at the school. And there was an invitation there from those staff to join a community, a faith-filled community, where there was really spiritual life. And that was actually, I think, what I had been looking for at that time. So it was really great to find that and to be welcomed into the Marist Association. Well, it's great to have you as part of our Australian Maris family and for the many gifts you bring, particularly music, but we'll touch on that a little bit later on. Danielle, as you're aware, the underlying theme of this series is around how God unconditionally loves all people and calls us to be free in this world. You know, many Christian conversations speak of this, but they also point towards the freedom God offers all people. And I'm sure you'd agree that freedom's an interesting topic. And to quote Pope John Paul II, who said, freedom consists not in doing what we like, but in having the right to do what we ought. So the first question I posed to you is just simply, what's your reaction to these words by JP2? And particularly, what's your understanding of the freedom God offers? Sure. The journey towards freedom for me, I conceptualize it as a, a journey into leaning into and grappling with the mystery of our lives. And there's so many layers to that journey of meaning and freedom. And I think the ultimate goal of the journey is to be free, to flourish as a whole person in all aspects of who we are. And that entails being free from poverty and discrimination and oppression and injustice. That's, that's foundational to our journey. So owning and, and telling our own story in a way that is heard, I think, is fundamental to having agency in our journey. And without those building blocks, it's difficult to allow ourselves the vulnerability we need to journey deeper into ourselves, into the mystery and meaning. So most importantly, I can't journey fully into freedom if the if others are not also given that same opportunity. I'm not free unless we're all free. Acknowledging the layers of privilege in my journey allows me to hold a mirror up for others. So having taught in boys' schools for the last five years, which are a very special sort of place, I talk a lot to the boys about those layers of privilege. It's a really important lesson for them to learn. And for example, when they're trying to get out of doing some of their work, they might throw up a question about gender discrimination. They might say, hey, why don't we focus on discrimination against men? So if I want to enter the Sisters of Mercy, why can I not do that? And we get to have really good conversations about the assumptions we make and unpack our different levels of privilege and how we, we have gendered exclusion across different elements of society. And so we get to see fundamentally where we agree 
So for in this example, that we shouldn't be discriminating against anyone based on their gender. And then we also learn to hold our disagreements respectfully and empathetically together. So I guess what I'm trying to say is in summary of what is our journey towards freedom, oh, as I think about it, what's our journey into the meaning and mystery of our lives? It's a collective journey in which a full flourishing of all of us means that no one can be left behind. Otherwise, it's not really a journey into freedom. You raise a great point about freedom being more than yourself, that in fact, it also means liberating others. And that's one of the greatest goals of Christianity, isn't it? To help bring others to freedom. Just following on from the previous question, it's clear that you believe freedom is a journey guided by love and respect for others. So can you tell us a little bit more of your experience of this journey? Has there been a particular moment in your own life that echoes this freedom? I think I'm a wanderer at heart. Some might say a free spirit. Give me a backpack and I'll catch trains around Europe or Japan or drive around the USA or Australia or sleep in a hut in Thailand. And I think ultimately that's what's brought me to live in Australia. And for me, it was a very freeing experience to move to Australia because I was then no longer bound by the social expectations and assumptions of British society which are, as you know, long-established, well-cultivated and incredibly pervasive. So, for example, I think for me, I was freed from the class and socioeconomic assumptions that go along with having a, a northern accent in England. I'll give you an example of that. I was interviewed at Oxford University, age 17, by an older male professor who derailed me from the start of the interview by making a comment about my accent and I couldn't then answer a single question, even what music do you enjoy? And I'm applying to study music. So I think for me, that experience is a good reminder of how easy it is for us to use our own privilege to prevent and derail others' journeys towards freedom. It's far easier to do that than it is to assist them. So recently I became an Australian citizen and with with that, I think, comes a great responsibility to walk with all of Australia's peoples, especially its first peoples, as we all collectively journey towards freedom. Well, congratulations on becoming an Australian citizen. What a gift. Danielle, you've mentioned how important it is to walk with each other in a collective effort towards freedom. In a way of just concluding our time together today, what has been some of your learnings from your experiences on the journey that may just encourage or assist others listening today? Yeah, look, like everybody else, I'm figuring this out as I go. And I'm very well aware that everybody's on a different journey and we all have different challenges and different opportunities. So I'm happy to share some of the things that have helped me. The most important thing I think I've learned on the journey is to withhold judgment about where I'm at on my journey. It's too easy to say, I'm not quiet enough, I'm not still enough, I'm not contemplative enough, I don't pray enough, I don't do enough social justice work. Stop. You are enough. You are who you are. You're doing your best. You are enough. And I think there's a real freedom in acknowledging I am enough that allows us to broaden our search for meaning and to integrate all aspects of who we are. And I've been really privileged to journey with staff and students as they explore more deeply who they are. And what stands out for me, I think, is that there's no one-size-fits-all approach that we can take to this. There's so many different resources that can help each of us 
learn more about ourselves and the mystery of our lives individually and collectively. So it's always a journey of learning. And paradoxically, I think, the more you learn, the less you know, or the less secure you are in your own understanding. And you can be more reflexive about your own context. And you kind of have to get used to being okay with uncertainty. And it's quite challenging, I think, for a lot of people to do that. But I think it's important in order for us to grow into that mystery and the freedom that that gives us. So on Pentecost, I wrote on my blog about some of the things I've been reading or listening to. They've taught and challenged me. And I think listening to voices that have been silenced or marginalized is an important part of this. As, as I said earlier, our journey towards freedom can only be collective. So I think for me, to be educated by those whose journey is restricted in some way, by church or by society, is really important. And I kind of find it helpful to have different ways of processing that information that I gather. And songwriting is my go-to way of processing what's going on for me in my journey. And so each song that I write kind of represents an aspect of my own journey in making meaning. And recently I was just deciding about which songs I should record for my album. And I was contemplating having a, an album of God songs and an album of other songs. And I quickly got to the point where I had to discount that because I realized that they're actually all part of the same journey, the same search for meaning in the midst of the mystery of my life. And all of the songs are a part of that wholehearted journey with all its doubts, its trip-ups, its disasters, as well as its securities and its successes. So ultimately, I want to record the songs because I wrote the songs for me. But sometimes I find out that actually they help other people on the journey as well. And it's incredibly humbling and heartwarming when I find out that they've actually been also become a part of someone else's journey. So hopefully, as I record the album of God songs and other songs, they will help me and others on our journey towards freedom. Well, thanks very much, Danielle. Really encouraging words and, dare I say, freeing words for all of our listeners. I really do believe in the power of testimony, and today you've not only shared some of your own critical thinking around this area, but you've also shared part of your journey, and that can only encourage and support other people in their own. So we really do appreciate your time and your energies and all the various ministries that you're involved in. Thanks, Ryan. You mentioned you're a musician, and you have an album being released shortly. And in a way of concluding our time today, we're going to play a track off the album. And I'm wondering if you might be able to briefly introduce it to us before we do. Definitely. This song came out of a conference paper I was given with my friend Maeve Heaney at the Australian Catholic Theological Association conference. And the paper we were writing was about gendered language for God and about God and how that can limit and restrict people's experiences of God. And I took the Lord's Prayer, the foundational prayer, I think, where Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And as the early scribes did of the Bible in my hometown in England, Chesterley Street, they wrote out the scriptures and between the lines, they did their corrections. So what I did was I wrote the Lord's Prayer out and between the lines, I wrote, what does it mean for me today to pray this prayer? What am I praying in my heart when I pray this prayer? And we then presented the prayers with a paper about language we use for God at the conference. So I hope the song speaks to you in some way, and I hope it helps your prayer journey. 
us together.